I'm Father Ron Shibley, founder and director of the Anglican Internet Church, and I welcome you to this podcast homily for 17th Sunday after Trinity, the 18th in a series of 26 homilies for Trinity season. Revisions to this series are part of the AIC celebration of the start of its second decade on the web. The musical theme is the fourth verse of Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, performed by Richard M.S. Irwin and used with his permission. It is also the theme music for the companion video presentation for Trinity's season. Listeners may benefit from the companion AIC seasonal video series Trinity Tide, the teaching season, which is presented in nine episodes, each linked from the digital library page with podcast versions linked from the podcast archive page at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net. The series offers a brief history of the evolution of Whitsunday Pentecost and Trinity season, Anglican traditions of Whitsunday and Trinity, including the seasonal color and fasting traditions and commentary on the collect, epistle, and gospel readings for Whitsunday Pentecost, Trinity Sunday, and all 24 Sundays after Trinity, and Sunday next before Advent in the 1928 Book of Common Prayer. The collect, epistle, and gospel readings for 17th Sunday after Trinity are discussed in episode 17. The epistle reading for 17th Sunday after Trinity, Ephesians 4, 1-6, is another essay from St. Paul, this time on two Christian virtues, first, of humility, and second, of willingness to endure suffering for one's faith. The secondary theme in verses 4, 5, and 6 is the, quote, oneness, unquote, of the church, one body, one spirit, one hope, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God who is Father of all and who is above all and through all and in your all. The Gospel reading for 17th Sunday after Trinity, Luke 14, verses 1 to 11, is St. Luke's unique account of two incidents, the healing on the Sabbath and the parable of the chief seats. It is the last of 12 readings from the Gospel of St. Luke during Trinity season. Other names for the same parable are the parable of the wedding feast and the parable of the ambitious guest. The reading has an Old Testament precedent in the story of Adonijah, the son of David who exalted himself over David's chosen successor Solomon and who met with a bad end at the hands of King Solomon. The time is winter in 29 AD, a full year earlier than in last week's reading. The place is east of the Jordan in an area called Gilead in the Old Testament and Perea in the New Testament, labeled beyond the Jordan in the Gospels of St. Matthew and St. Mark. It was south of the Decapolis, or Ten Cities, referred to in the Gospel of St. John, and was under the administrative control of Herod Antipas. 
Devout Jews would often travel miles out of their way, even crossing the Sea of Galilee and go through Perea in order to avoid travel in the hated region of Samaria. It was a Sabbath day on which Jesus had been invited to dinner, just as was the case in last week's reading, the raising of the son of the widow of Nain, his host, a ruler of the Pharisees, joined by some lawyers, was looking for any opportunity to catch Jesus doing or speaking something which could be labeled as blasphemy. At the dinner, Jesus noticed the presence of a man with, quote, dropsy, unquote, a condition in which the body retains fluid, causing the arms, legs, feet, and hands to swell painfully. One of the enduring themes of the Gospel of St. Luke is Jesus' compassionate nature. Luke reported a healing on the Sabbath day in Luke 6, 1-11. Jesus used a classical rabbinical style of questioning to preempt what he knew would be their opposition to healing the man with dropsy when he asked them in verse 3b, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath? He knew by their silence that they would disapprove. He touched the man, and he was healed and sent on his way. Before they could protest, Jesus preempted them with another question, this one practical rather than theological. Which of you, having a donkey or an ox that has fallen into a pit, will not immediately pull him out on the Sabbath day? Again, they did not answer. Their silence was not assent to what he had done, and Jesus took advantage of their silence to speak the parable of the chief seats, which begins with a narrative of a man who, when invited to a wedding, presumptuously takes a seat up front, that is, the chief seats, close to the host. Jesus continued with a homily on manners and humility in verse 10. When you are invited, go and sit down in the lowest place, so that when he who invited you comes, he may say to you, Friend, go up higher. Then you will have glory in the presence of those who sit at the table with you. Jesus was dealing here with an easily recognized type, one who automatically assumes that he or she is entitled to the best seats in the house. This type of man cannot imagine there is someone else more worthy than himself. The parable presents a choice between true humility and self-righteousness. Preempting them again, he gave no opportunity for a reply, but continued with this in the next verse, For whosoever exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. From Luke 10, verse 11. Among the many precedents for this tale in the Old and New Testament are, from 1 Kings 2, verses 13 to 25, the account of the punishment of Adonijah, the son of David who exalted himself over Solomon and was later punished by Solomon. Job 22, verse 29, When they cast you down and you say exaltation will come, then he will save the humble person. Proverbs 23, verse 29, attributed to King Solomon, A man's pride will bring him low, but the humble in spirit will retain honor. 
James 4, verses 6 and 10. God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he will lift you up. And finally, 1 Peter 5, verse 5. Be submissive to one another, and be clothed with humility. In the 6th to 7th centuries, a list of primary virtues had been prepared, of which the first is humility, the others being kindness, abstinence, chastity, patience, liberality, and diligence. These are the opposite of the deadly sins. Other AIC resources on topics discussed in this podcast homily for 17th Sunday after Trinity are available at our website, www.anglicaninternetchurch.net. From the AIC Bible Study video series, New Testament Gospels, the account of healing on the Sabbath is discussed in episode 24, the parable of the chief seats in episode 17. From the AIC Christian Education video series, Lives of the Saints, from the first series, St. Paul is the focus of episode 5, and St. Luke of episode 15. Archbishop Cranmer is one of three English martyrs celebrated in episode 28 in the second series. Episodes in our Seasonal and Christian Education video series are linked from the digital library page. Episodes in Bible study videos are linked from the Bible study New Testament pages. Podcast versions of all three are linked from the podcast archive page. From the AIC Bookstore Publications, in the Gospel of Luke, annotated and illustrated, the parable of the chief seats is found in chapter 14. The volume includes 111 illustrations from the 6th to the early 20th century. In layman's lexicon, entries of interest are faith, Sabbath, sin, and virtues. All the AIC Bookstore publications are available using the virtual bookstore link at the bottom of the homepage at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net or directly from my Amazon Author Central page, https colon right slash right slash www.amazon.com right slash author right slash Ronald hyphen E hyphen Shibley. Everything after dot com must be in lowercase letters. The first closing prayer for 17th Sunday after Trinity is a catena of my own composition based upon Revelation 1.8 and one verse each from the Nicene Creed and the Mozarabic Sacramentary. The second is the collect for 17th Sunday after Trinity, which Archbishop Cranmer adapted from the Gregorian Sacramentary as it was used in England. Note that here the word prevent means to protect rather than today's meaning to stop. O Lord Christ, who art both Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, and creator of all things, visible and invisible, grant us to pass through the coming day with faithful hearts, that in all things we may please Thee and glorify Thy name, who liveth and reigneth with the Father and the Holy Spirit, ever one God, 
world without end. Amen. And now the collect. Lord, we pray thee that thy grace may always prevent and follow us and make us continually to be given to all good works through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be merciful to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Glory be to God for all things. Amen. This program has been a presentation of the Anglican Internet Church. We invite you to visit our website and make use of its resources at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net.